0: It's time to feel the power Love me contact with Hurricane Hotline.
1: You think football is fun? Uh, yes.
0: Live from Beef Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Bristow and Hurricane's head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now. 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth.
2: A very pleasant good evening, everyone. We're live from Beefo Brady's for the playoff edition of Hurricane Hotline. Joining me, as always, Hurricane head football coach John Booth, and our assistant coach tonight is Dominique Dunbar. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Man, got to love this type of year, right?
3: uh, Yeah, this is the greatest time of the year, man.
2: Dominique, uh, nothing better, huh? I mean, uh, a lot of teams are home right now, but... uh, Here we go, yet another playoff run. You've been in quite a few of them.
4: Yeah, we've been in quite a few. Um, Nothing new to the Hurricanes, so we're looking forward.
2: Yeah, we've got Orlando Oak Ridge coming to town. That's due, John, a team that uh, we're really not too familiar with. We usually start off with the uh, Vero Beach-Fort Pierce district. They changed things around a little bit this year. Yeah,
3: they did, and it was uh, in hopes to to help – the the travel expenses so teams aren't going across the coast on the first round in particular and and uh so it set us up with the orlando area and um you know oak ridge was a 7a school last year and i believe they won their district um last year good good football team and, and we'll see them uh on friday we're looking forward to it
5: yeah
2: uh, manatee of course coming off a huge win over the southeast seminoles 47 to nothing and um, Southeast, by the way, in the playoffs. Three teams from Manatee County, playoff bound. Braden River in 7A, Southeast in 5A, and, of course, the Hurricanes in 8A. John, let's talk about the Southeast game, and then we'll turn our attention to the big matchup Friday night. But you guys came out, and at first, uh, you know, Southeast was able to stay with us for uh, a few series. And then in the second quarter, like we've seen Manatee do several times, you just put on the jets
3: yeah you know and, and to their credit i mean they're an athletic team uh, they've got some they've got some great size uh, up front and uh and, and some speed and so um you know they were doing some things that uh that allowed them to, to kind of stay in the ball game we had a, a, a big play with uh, Tariq on the punt return to really kind of get things going and um you know when we were able to to, to find some things that were working for us offensively and, and take advantage of it
2: you know, that was a great punt return. Ace, you know, now that John's mentioned that, um, let's run that punt return uh, so at least everybody can hear it again. If you hear a Beach, you'll be able to see it. But uh, let's go with that Tariq Milton punt return because that really got things going for the Hurricanes. As Noel will get it off a booming punt very, very high that the southeast oh, player the lets it at the 20, and it rolls inside the 15. And it will be down at about the 13-yard line.
6: Beautiful punt.
2: What a punt by Nick Noel. Yeah, that's great. I I love (laughs) the Nick Noel punt because uh, he's been punting great all year. Now we'll go with the uh, Tariq return. Milton will have a chance to return it. Milton trying to get to the outside. He's to the 25. He's to the 30. 35. 40. 50. 40. There goes Tariq to the 30, to the 20, to the 10. To the five. It's a touchdown. No flag. Tariq Milton, 75 yards.
6: What a run,
2: boy. That was great. Yeah, Tariq Milton uh, got us going early, and then it was Kavius Price who's just walking by right now with uh, Matt Mackey, the players of the game. But uh, Milton... It's just turned into uh, just a dynamic punt returner and, and, and a receiver.
3: Well, yeah, and a, and a threat to, to go the distance anytime he touches the ball, and, and uh, he's he's shown that from the receiver position and certainly from the, the punt returner position as well.
2: Uh, Dominique, you showing him some of your old moves? That's what yeah, it was just like. a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs>
4: just a little
2: bit. Yeah, he's, uh, and he's such a good young man yeah. too. And uh, the best thing about Tariq, we'll have him next he's year. He's coming back, yep. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, you're right, uh, John. It, it seems like – Every game, we have some sort of special teams play that gets us going.
3: Well, yeah, and that's, uh, you know, I think it's a tribute to our kids that, that they take the, the special teams uh, unit. Uh, serious and, and uh, you know, something that particularly on the, uh, the kick return and, and, and the punt return units, um, you know, we, we told our kids way back in, in spring season and uh, even in the fall camp that, um, you know, the, the way that we're setting things up with our return schemes, they're going to have some chances for, for some big blocks, and, and that creates some excitement with them. And, and uh, every time we hit that period uh, during the practice, um, they, they go at it hard and, um, you know, and, and, and put the work and the time in.
2: Well, Manatee rolled up to a 47 nothing halftime lead, and then uh, that running clock, which uh, I I don't particularly like, you know, I guess I wouldn't mind it if they would stop it after scores, and when they're discussing something. We had a, a play where they didn't know if it was a safety, a touchback, whatever, in the fourth quarter, and over three minutes roll off the clock, as they're out there discussing the play.
3: Right. You know, and it's it tough because I, I understand the rule. Uh, the, the, the tough thing is we, we've got some young kids that, that put a lot of time in throughout the season. You want to give them an opportunity to get out and make some plays and, and, and run our offense or our defense and, and give them opportunities. And it just, you know, it's tough. You don't They, they don't get as many chances, um, you know, with, with the running clock.
2: Yeah, and, and I, I understand it too. But I just, my thing is this. I think it should only be in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Play three quarters, and then they just need to stop it when there's a natural stoppage. <laughs> I sure. mean, for like it. a score or something, yeah. you know. And, and change and, of possession and, or something. yeah. And and they just they don't do that. And and I know, like for instance, our our number twos were rushing to get out there to run yeah. the last play of the game, yeah. Oh, yeah. and and the referee just basically didn't. Lay the ball, and, mass, yeah, and, and yeah, and
3: he told us that he said, hey, "Coach, <laughs> you don't need to run a play." And 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 he was right. I mean, we go out and and try to run one more, and it's, you know, it's it, it's it, it's that balance of of you know, getting a kid an opportunity to play, or do you you know you you showing unsportsman you know unsportsmanlike out there, and and it's it's a it's a it's a gray area.
2: I guess I have too much Steve Spurrier in me. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but but it, my thing is, if you've got the twos and threes out there, then. You know, again, those guys practice hard,
3: man. They do, and that's why we don't. um, You know, that's why we don't take a knee. You know, at the end of the game, we want to give those kids a chance, even just to run the ball. They get out and and get on their run fits, and we're not going to throw the ball deep or anything like that. But we want to get a chance to to let those guys go out and play.
2: I'll get off my soapbox now on the running clock, but uh, that's and and that's a big reason why the score was forty-seven nothing at halftime. Well, that's the only reason uh, because I thought our twos and threes john played really well the second half yeah they
3: did and uh you know i think that's a lot of it's because they they've been able to get into the game and get some live action uh the last five or six weeks and and uh you know one of the things that we that we've set and i've challenged our our, all of our staff with is is you're going to coach the 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 top to the bottom at your position group you're not going to you know coach a star player and 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 lead these guys to kind of learn on the fly we're going to coach everybody up and and, uh, you know, just speaking about the defensive backs, we're seeing guys that, that have gone out there and contributing that, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season you're probably not necessarily expecting to see, you know, go out and, and make some plays. And that's a tribute to what uh, Dominique has done with, with our defensive backs. But that goes across the board for, for all of our position coaches.
2: Well, that's a great segue to talk about the DBs. And, and there's all of them have played well. Mobley, Rump, Sir Williams, Jacob Maine, Aaron Rona, I thought. You know, I, I, every yeah. week he comes in and makes plays. He just makes plays. Yeah, correct. And then Colin Moore comes Colin off the Moore. bench and gets a pick. Oh, yeah. He's a pretty good player.
4: Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Double sport player actually plays baseball, also. A good baseball. Um, looking back at the game, we had, again, getting the younger guys in to get some experience is a big thing. And for those guys to come in and actually make plays is a real highlight, you know, peeking into next year to see what personnel is is a good thing mm-hmm.
2: yes we, we've got to get more to come back next year i know he's a big baseball player but uh he obviously likes football he's out there absolutely you, mm-hmm. you gave him another chance to come out and he's he's making the most of it and i think it's a kid that probably knock on wood if he had an injury you could put in there and he could do the job oh yeah you know? definitely and, and definitely. you wouldn't hesitate now there's a young man i want to talk about dominique i've been impressed with him all year and i just think he has star written all over him and Hopefully he's not listening to get his head blown up, but you'll probably know who I'm going to say, Sir Williams. Yeah. Uh, he he just seems to know how to cover.
4: Yes, um, I drill these guys up and down, you know, from the start of practice to end of practice. You know, he's he's young, he's getting better, and he wants to learn, which is you know the biggest thing. Um, he just gets after it, and you know, again works hard every day and try to improve his technique every day to get better because we're going to, we're going to go up against you know harder competition in the playoffs. So. We got to make sure we're on our A game every time we step on the field.
2: His movement downfield is outstanding. He's got good lateral movement, and he seems to find the football. And that's some cornerbacks. That's a very tough thing thing to to find the football. And I guess I, you know, I'm a Gator fan, so I watch a ton of Florida football. And we're blessed with two great corners, Mm -hmm. Jalen Tabor and, of course, Hargraves, Hargraves, and those guys are, are incredible. Yeah. I mean, when I watch them, they, they used the side. The other day they were using the sideline. Vandy didn't throw much, but basically the receiver was out of bounds by the time the ball Yeah, you, have, you have
4: to use the sideline as, as another defender.
2: And I noticed Sir did that the other night on, on one of the plays on the near sideline, on the press box side. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, and at Southeast, people were screaming for interference. Yeah. And, and listen, he's there. Is there a little hand-checking? Yeah, but isn't there always?
4: Yeah, it's always hand-checking there, always.
2: So yeah, I'm uh, I'm just very impressed with and and Maine on the other side too. Uh, you know, you've done a great job with those corners. Mobley has played great every week, and Trayvon Ruff gets the pick the other night too. Mm-hmm. So you got to be happy with those guys. Right I'm now. I'm
4: very happy with them, especially with the two you know the two well three younger guys we have coming back again looking into next year. We have tremendous upside, so we won't miss you know so much. But right. the young guys that are, that are coming up now off the you know the JVs they have a lot of upside also.
2: Yeah, when you got your two starting corners coming back, that, that's that's pretty impressive. Correct. Now, uh, Dominique, what did you do for the defense? You got the you got the big goose egg, the shutout. You know, did you take them out for a steak dinner? or anything? Nah, nah. No, no. That, those things are expected. <laughs> those things are expected <laughs> from me. John, you had to be happy. Uh, the defense has played hard all year long. They, they they get the shutout here over their crosstown rival.
3: Yeah, yeah, no. That I've, I've been I've been really pleased with uh, the production that we're getting from our defensive unit. They, uh, you know, we we've kind of said it each week is, is you know it's 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 team defense. You know, everybody has their responsibility, uh, and the kids really have bought into that. So when you look at the stat sheet everybody is, is pretty similar you know nobody really necessarily stands out with this guy leading by double digit tackles or anything like that everybody's doing their role and and, and responsibility and you know you might not have that standout guy but you know what we're, we're averaging you know giving up only 15 points per game right now for the season you know we're going to win a lot of games if that's all we're giving up
2: and it seems like that we're starting to get the pressure Mm-hmm. You know, earlier in the season, I thought, okay, yeah, we could put a little more pressure, but it seems like the guy who's the defensive player of the game, Mackey, yeah. I-, I thought in the last two weeks has picked it up, which we've really needed.
3: Yeah, he has, and and uh, particularly last uh, last Friday, we were out uh, with Malik Mills; he had an ankle injury, and and so we we didn't put him in the game, and uh, so we needed those those guys up front to to really step up. And Matt has done a nice job the last few weeks, but. Um, you know, our backers are, are, are doing a nice job of creating pressure. You know, one of the things that you know, probably doesn't show up a whole lot, you know, our, our sack numbers aren't as high as it's been, particularly even last year. But, you know, what we're seeing is, is an increase our tackles for loss. And, and a little bit of that's attributed to, you know, the teams that we're playing. We're not paying, playing a lot of pass-heavy teams, uh, particularly in our in our district. And, um, you know, but when you, you know, you can kind of substitute those sacks for tackles for loss, which is, has been up. Uh, you know, over the last few years. And so that, that's that been good, and it's, and it's a tribute to our kids and the, the pressure that they're able to get and, uh, you know, in and, and open field tackling as well.
2: And Southeast had a pretty big offensive line.
3: They were big up front. They had a, a, a running back that you know, they put at quarterback as well, the Johnson kid, and, and was leading the county at the time. You know, going into that week, he's a he was a he, he's not a small kid either. No. And so, um, you know, we're uh, we we've done a nice job of, of you know shooting our gaps and, and, and playing fast and physical. Um, you know, and and we're, and we're seeing that uh, each and every week.
2: What about uh, Peyton Rogier? He stepped in and played a pretty nice game.
3: Yeah, he's done a nice job. He's been a rotational guy for us all season long, and and um, yeah, he's a big guy in there, man. He's a he's a heavy one, and, and he's a wrestler for us as well, uh, for Coach Goog and and. Uh, just does a nice job and, and going to be somebody that we're going to, going to rely on. Um, you know, Malik is still, you know, recovering from, from an ankle injury, and so we're going to have to rotate some guys through, um, you know, and, and uh, they're going to have to play and play at a high level.
2: Now, do you think Malik will be good to go Friday night?
3: Yeah, he, he's going to go Friday and, and uh, we will be back. But, you know, now you're you're talking a week off of, you know, running and playing and, and just kind of getting in that game shape. You don't think that uh, – a, a week sitting would would do a whole lot, but it, it does take its toll on your conditioning. So we'll, we'll he's going to go and and just you know as far as how much and and how much we're going to rotate that that'll be determined.
2: One more thing I wanted to touch on because uh, I like to look at some of the younger players and uh, Kendrick. It seems like when he gets in there, he he, he shows a lot uh, defensive line. He's done a nice job, Kevus Kendrick.
3: Yeah, he's done a nice job and and uh, has has really. What, what's really kind of thrusted him into the starting line, or not starting line, but a more of a rotational player, is what he was doing uh, against our offense on the scout team, and uh, he was in our backfield all day long, and uh, it got to a point where, you know, it just we, we couldn't get him, we couldn't keep him off the field, and, and he's had an opportunity to get in and has just just really done a nice job. and. And, uh, you know, one of the things I, I, I told him is, you know, you might not like your role right now as a, as a scout team player, but that role is so important because it's, it's, it's helping our offensive tackles, Luke, Clifton, and Kuba, uh, you know, get their footwork faster and, and react quicker, and it's preparing those guys each year every week.
2: All right, we're going to take our first time out of the night. When we return, we'll have our offensive and defensive players of the game. We'll also start talking about the first playoff game against Orlando Oak Ridge. That will be Friday night, and we'll have a trivia question. We'll do all that when we come back. We're live from Beefo Brady's for Hurricane Hotline.
7: C1 Bank is proud to support the Manatee Hurricanes. C1 Bank is a true community bank. Clients first, community first. Whether it's your personal account or business account, C1 Bank will do everything possible to meet all your financial needs. C1 Bank has 28 banking centers from the greater Tampa Bay area to southwest Florida, including three locations in Manatee County. For more information, visit C1Bank.com. And
1: go Canes! As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine, as a top Florida attorney, and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses his innate passion for helping people and his extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Office is located in downtown Bradenton at 701 Manatee Avenue West. Call 748-2104. That's 748-2104. Or log on to MulockLaw.com.
0: Did you know that Sleep King Sarasota has the best selection of Nassau memory foam and latex mattresses? Sleep on luxury with the new Simmons Beauty Rest, full or queen size, only 4 dollars That's right, just $499. Buy a mattress today, sleep on it tonight. Free same-day delivery, even if we have to carry it on our backs. Only at Sleep King, 1901 Hanson Street in Sarasota. Or online at sleepking.net. That's sleepking.net. AM 930, Stress Saver Traffic Report.
5: Good evening, 75 northbound, a little slow between B Ridge and Fruitville Road due to an earlier crash, also a little slow northbound right around University Parkway. This update brought to you by Sweet Tomatoes Restaurants, more than 25 locations in Florida. DeSoto Bridge now in pretty good shape as you make your way across the Manatee River. 53rd westbound, slow ride still as you approach 41, uh, University Parkway, Fruitville. B Ridge, Clark Road's not looking too bad, looking in Venice, Tamiami Trail, southbound had a crash uh, right around Stickney Point Road, and southbound slow there. How fresh is Sweet Tomatoes Produce? Let's just say within 24 hours of being in the ground, it's on a refrigerated truck on its way to the restaurant. Sweet Tomatoes food, fresh from the farm to your fork. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Allen will
2: take it and leads it for the
0: touchdown. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beef Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Brestow and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now. 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Presto and coach John Booth.
2: Alright, welcome back everyone to Beef Brady's. This Tuesday night playoff edition of Hurricane Hotline, brought to you by Countrywide HR. And John Booth, Dominique Dunbar with us. We're finally, finally going to get some cooler weather moving in, I guess. That's what the experts say. And
3: anyway. we need it, man.
2: It's oh been my hot. Oh, gosh. Um, so... You were talking about playing Southeast, John, the fact that uh, they were a really, really nice team to play as we head into the playoffs. They're a playoff-caliber team. Uh, They they, they had a lot of speed, big offensive line. Um, Now you transition into playing Oak Ridge. Uh, What's your first thought when you watch them on film?
3: They're an athletic group. Um, They've got athletes um, at every position. Um, quarterback is a, a pretty good scrambler. Uh, he's pretty elusive. They've got a, a guy that they put at running back that uh, is a big time Division One kid. You got a, a middle backer that uh, you know that runs well. That's a, another Division One um, you know uh, uh, recruitable kid. And, and just I mean, just just got a lot of good athletes. And so. Uh, we're going to have to. We're going to have to play a good football game. Execute at a high level. We're going to have to play fast and physical. Everything that we kind of have been preaching each and every week.
2: Dominique, uh, what did you see um, that, that's going to challenge the defense? Pretty good read option team. They look like correct.
4: I think they're uh, pretty much well balanced. But Again, they have a mobile quarterback. A great running back, and they like to spread the ball around. So we're going to have to cover all of our bases.
2: Yeah, they, they play two quarterbacks. It seems like they go with the lefty a little bit more, uh, John, uh, number 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he, he doesn't have a real, real strong arm, but he appears to be fairly accurate.
3: Yeah, he does. and and, uh, and But, you know, one of the things that I've noticed with him is that he's not going to necessarily force it. If it doesn't look good at all, he's going to pull it down and run, and, and uh, he can do some damage when he runs the ball.
2: All right, we've got our offensive and defensive players of the game. Before they get their food, we'll uh, have Gene Brown. Which one are you going to take first, Gene?
8: Uh, KP said since he's been here before, let's go with Matt. (laughs) All right. Uh, Welcome and just congratulations on, you know, finishing the season out strong and obviously the rivalry with Southeast. You know, all four years that you've been at Manatee High School, we beat Southeast. So how does that feel as the uh, – Year goes on knowing that we've come in strong and, and beat one of our arch rivals.
3: Uh, that's one of our goals every year to beat Southeast, obviously, and uh, it feels good to dominate them like we did this past uh, year because last year was pretty close. It was could have gone either way towards the end of the game, so it felt good to come out and dominate them
6: senior year.
8: Coming into this year, obviously, you know, as a returning starter, um, you've done a great job at putting the pressure on that. How does it feel going through the season, knowing that, uh, that we're, we're getting to the real season now into the playoffs?
2: Uh, we Just keep working hard every day
3: at practice, work on getting better. Uh, nothing really changes, keep working hard and keep practicing, working our drills. Yep.
8: Um, this team does pass well that we're going to be playing this coming up week. It kind of gets you excited maybe to get a few sacks?
3: Yeah, hopefully. Work hard to get a couple <laughs> sacks, I guess, yeah.
8: All right, well, congratulations on a great uh, regular season and obviously beating uh arch-rival Southeast. Thank you.
2: All right, uh, two sacks yep. for Mackey. And uh, I think we've got one here. Actually, it, it kind of got cut off at the end, so we didn't hear who actually made the sack. But maybe uh, Mackey can listen to this and uh, let us know if it was him or not. Uh, this will be cut number 14, Ace. Johnson fakes the handoff. He's under a lot of pressure. He'll go down back at the 11-yard line. Johnson faked the handoff and was sacked. Was 11-yard line, was that you? Yeah, <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, uh, again, uh, you know, he, he, he really played well. And I think, uh, you know, if, if we can start getting that, that pressure like you said, mm-hmm. even if we don't get the sack, we'll, we'll force some things.
3: Yeah, you force Yeah, you force some bad throws, quicker reads, uh, force them out of the pocket where, you know, our, our secondary can come up and make a play or outside backers can make a play. But, yeah, Matt, Mackey's done a, just a, a great job um, this season for us. He has a great motor, um, seems to never quit. And, uh, you know, oftentimes some of those sacks are, are coming from the backside.
2: Yeah, he's got six now yep. for the year, and uh, that, that's a, a nice total. Now we have our offensive player of the game, and it's Cavius Price. And before we get to Cavius, uh, we're going to take a listen to that screen pass. Uh, great, great play call, and what a run by KP after catching the short pass. Uh, cut number six, Ace. Cola Giovanni wants to set up a little middle screen. It's complete to KP. KP to the 25, the 20, the 15, the 10, the 5. It's a touchdown, Cavius Price. Yes, and we have the one and only KBS Prize.
8: All right, thank you, Dave. Uh, KP, uh, congratulations again, and the same thing with us coming in, uh, beating Southeast all four years. Um, I know you kind of got your buddies over there that talk a lot, and they they were improved. I thought even though the game wasn't as close, they looked a little bit bigger and more physical this year, and the game was physical to begin with.
6: Uh, Definitely. uh, We went out there, you know, first drive, you know, uh, they were actually bigger than I thought. You know than uh, what I seen on film, so yeah, they they improved and uh, they came out pretty physical, but they they couldn't hold it all four quarters.
8: I know there's some fans out there thinking that we haven't asked Coach Booth about this yet, but extra points, two point conversions, we really changed that up this past week, didn't we?
6: Uh, most definitely. Um, I think Coach Stoller do a great job, you know, enforcing that. We do a great job, you know, trying to dominate that throughout practice, and we have a lot of options and. You know, we're doing it so it can help us in the playoffs, and we have something that we can lean on if we have to
8: at any time of the game. All right. um, Obviously had a great game. And and one of the things that me being on the sidelines watching, when you come around the corner, you do a great job at setting up where you're going to go. What are you thinking when you come around that corner, you take that little short pass or the handoff on the jet sweep, you know, when you see what's going to happen? And you usually will set up inside, like you're going to go inside and then go down the sidelines and just beat the speed uh, overtakes them.
6: Uh, most definitely, and uh, you know my receivers do a great job blocking downfield as well. You know, Tyreek on a one uh, long pass. I think they do a great job uh, helping me set up the block. You know, sometimes you have to, you know, you want to you want to get outside. So you know, I give them a little head out in and a hard cut back outside. You know, most of the time they fall for and it works. But uh, you know, that's pretty much what I try to do most of the time.
8: All right. Well, just a great uh, regular season so far. We look forward to to going deep into the playoffs and um, get some excitement for you and, and appreciate everything you've done this year. Oh, most definitely. Thank you for having
2: me. I have a question for Cavius. Actually, just a comment. Cavius. I have to give a shout-out to your grandpa. Um, he is up in the stands below us. Uh, he's been up there for, seems like, forever. And uh, I always talk to him before and after the games, and he's a great guy. Tell us a little bit about your grandpa.
6: Uh, most definitely. Um, you know, we've, we've been going to the games, you know, Forever since my dad, you know, uh, played here at Manatee, and uh, we we always sit in the same spot, um, you know, fourth row on the wayside, you know, fourth way, uh, row down from the top. You know he's there 5:30 every every Friday. You know <laughs> yes. um, I know the ru- routine. You know hopefully the uh, young guys from him out from in the, the family will be able to do the same thing. So you know it's the for, uh, fourth row from the top, 5:30 be there, and you know we're usually the first ones in line.
2: Are there any other prices coming along that we can get? Uh, uh, <laughs> or are you the I, last one for a while?
6: I, no, we have a younger, uh, Frank, Word is, uh, Frank uh, Waiters' young son. He's a defensive player, but he's one of them that, you know, going to be a big one for uh, at Manatee. Okay, good. How old is he? Uh, he's a freshman. He's probably 14, 15.
2: Excellent, excellent. All right, all right. Um, well, yeah, I, I just had to give a shout-out because um, – P.J. Price, uh, Cavius' dad, was an outstanding linebacker uh, back in the day. And, uh, you know, I I just see, uh, you know, K.P.'s granddad there every, every game. And he was there watching uh, P.J. every game. And uh, what a great guy. Yeah. And uh, he's got a lot to watch with uh, Cavius, that's for sure. Um, So before we uh, close the book on Cavius, we'll take a listen to – His second touchdown, or uh, I think it was his second, but uh, this will be cut number 18, Ace. Two receivers to either side, first and 10 for the Hurricanes. A.J. takes the snap. A.J. wants to throw. He fires it down. It is caught at the 30 to the 25. That's K.P. to the 10. K.P. is in the end zone for a touchdown. What a run after the catch by Kavius Price. (laughs) Yep, K.P., uh... Wait, I tell you what, and A.J. puts it right there, too. Mm-hmm. And he, we haven't talked about A.J., but he had a heck of a game also.
3: Yeah, A.J. Uh, finished the – he only played the first half, finished with uh, almost 230 total yards between the rushing and passing, ran for ran for 80, 86, I think, on four carries. Uh, he had a great half as well. But uh, – yeah, it was just a, just a nice uh, offensive performance by by all of our skill kids. Lorenz, I thought had a nice nice run game as well, and and uh, certainly KP uh, with with his three touchdowns.
2: Yeah, and with uh, Cole Giovanni's passing yards, he eclipsed two thousand yards. Yep, and uh, of course Tariq Milton already over a thousand.
3: Lorenz, Lorenz Allen. Yep.
2: That, that's kind of the magic number for your running back and your uh, quarterback. If you get uh, yeah. if you get over two thousand, and then Lorenz getting over a thousand, that <laughs> means you're averaging a hundred a game on the ground.
3: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And and uh, you know, but AJ's also run for for almost four hundred y- yards this you know this year as well. So we're we're putting close to one hundred fifty yards of rush you know rushing on you know each week, and um, you know right now AJ's totaling close to two hundred fifty yards a game as well total yards. So. Just, just, he's just playing really really well as, as well and, and uh, getting the ball to these skilled guys. It uh, makes, makes his job easy.
2: All right, we're going to take our final timeout of the evening. When we come back, we'll talk more about our opponent Friday night. That would be Orlando Oak Ridge. We'll be back with more Hurricane Hotline right after this.
7: Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, oh, your repair is free.
5: Hi, I'm Charlie, an electrician with Mr. Sparky here in Sarasota, Bradenton. These days, we're all saving a few bucks taking care of the honey-do list on our own. Usually, that works out fine. Easy projects include flower beds, or maybe you want to get a little crazy and build a deck or lay some tile. On the other hand, do-it-yourself electrical work beyond changing bulbs or stringing up a few Christmas lights can lead to serious trouble. It's one thing to damage the lawn with too much fertilizer. It's another to short out every appliance in the house due to faulty wiring. So go for it when it comes to planting begonias, but please call Mr. Sparky when you need anything electrical. We want you to be safe. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, or oh, your repair is free.
4: You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888
0: 8 Sparky. A. M. Nine thirty. Stress Saver Traffic Report.
5: Good evening. Seventy five northbound still seeing a slow ride between B Ridge and Fruitville Road due to an earlier crash. This update brought to you by St. Luke's Cataract and Laser Institute. Checking out the Desoto Bridge. No problems there as you make your way across the Manatee River. Manatee Avenue, 53rd, University Parkway, all looking pretty good. Tamiami Trail northbound, a slow ride approaching University Parkway, uh, Fruitville, B Ridge, and Clark Road's in pretty good shape. And in Venice, uh, an earlier crash, Tamiami Trail southbound at Stickney Point's, uh, still seeing some delays there. If driving at night's become a concern, have your eyes examined at St. Luke's Cataract and Laser Institute. Check them out online, stlukeseye.com. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Allen will take it
2: and leads in for the touchdown.
0: Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beef O'Brady's Brady's 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton, hosted by Dave Bresto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bresto and coach John Booth.
2: All right, welcome back to Hurricane Hotline. We have uh, Dominique Dunbar with us here tonight. Dominique, man, tough year at your uh, alma mater, Louisville. <laughs> I mean, you'll, you'll get it back. Though. You'll yeah, get we'll it get back. it back, hopefully. <laughs> um, but each and every week, and we always spend uh, a few minutes talking about college football. We might as well do it now because I'm just amazed that, we get these finishes every week, and I was yeah. watching games after uh, Florida pulled one out in the swamp. Uh, I watched the end of the Arkansas Ole Miss game at Beef oh. O'Brady's in Gainesville. We yeah. were up there. I just love Beef O'Brady's. I can't get away from Beef O'Brady's. <laughs> but, John, have you, uh, Dominique, you've seen it? Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. John, it. yeah, yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Uh, unbelievable. It's the old lateral. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but heads up play by that tight end. He knew Mm -hmm. that he he had to do that or the game was over, but the bounce it took (laughs) right to the running back. And and then they just had it set up almost like a regular play with the blocking. It was unbelievable. It
3: seems like every week they've got some kind of finish like that.
2: And that was at Ole Miss, just a horrible loss for Ole Miss and Arkansas with uh, good old Brett Bielema. And uh, I guess you guys heard his slippage. Uh, <laughs> we won't go into yeah. it. This is a, a G-rated show here. <laughs> but uh, It was funny, really, because yeah. it just was kind of a, I don't know if you'd call it a Freudian slip. I don't know, yeah. but uh, it, it was funny. And uh, then we had uh, later on the Michigan State game. They're playing against Nebraska. Nebraska's had some horrible losses yeah. at the end of the game, and all of a sudden it appears their receiver Goes out of bounds, but the ref says he was forced out. The touchdown's good, and they get the upset yep. of undefeated Michigan State. Yep. It's just each and every week. And I guess it just goes to show you that anything could happen. And I know that's something you always preach to oh, your players, yeah. John.
3: Yeah, you never you never know. Oh, you gotta gosh. you gotta execute from, from start to finish.
2: Now let's uh let's look at Orlando Oak Ridge, then we're gonna throw out our trivia question and what we're actually going to do is we're going to use the trivia question from last week because it wasn't answered and I want it answered because it has to do with the 85 state championship team a team that we're celebrating throughout this year uh, for the uh, state championship back in 85 if you look at Oak Ridge they've only lost twice on the year and we'll just go down uh, the games that they played they beat Boone 17 to 10 they beat Jones 45 24 Timber Creek 32-7, Evans 30-6, Freedom 26-14, Dr. Phillips they lost 34-7, that was a district game, that's why they're the runner up in that district, then they come back and shut out University out of Orlando 21-zip, 56-3 over Cypress Creek, 43-14, lost to a Popka. that's nothing uh, to be ashamed of, <laughs> then they... They beat Olympia. This is a game they had to win or they wouldn't have gotten in the playoffs. That was 32-16. Then Lyman, a team that was only a one-win team, and they struggled a little bit in their final game, 19-9 to win over Lyman. John, what do you get out of all those scores?
3: Uh, nothing, really. Yeah. <laughs> all right. At this point, it's it, it's kind of irrelevant. That's what we've, we've told our kids. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, in some of the districts, you know, you can win one game and, and make it to the playoffs, and, and, and I've seen two and eight teams in the, in the playoffs in the first round and so you know you throw out the record books and and, and just go play they're they're an athletic group they're very talented um, you know eight and two on the year uh, so we, we're gonna have uh, you know we're gonna have to go out and execute and, and and play well
2: I guess what I get out of it is their two losses were to a couple of powers <laughs> dr. Phillips and a popka
3: they win the games they should and and uh, you know the, the the tougher opponents were you know kind of gave them all they could handle
2: now Let's get back to uh, the bracket, because uh, if you take a look at it, um, the Hurricanes, of course, uh, will take on Oak Ridge. Now, in the top half of that bracket, it's Dr. Phillips. They're the winner of their district. Uh, they finished 7-3. and three. They'll take on Steinbrenner out of Lutz, our district, the runner-up. Steinbrenner, 9-1. and one. Now, for the casual fan taking a look at it, they may say, oh, my gosh, we're going to have a rematch with Steinbrenner. Well, not so fast, my friend. Doctor Phillips is favored to win that yep. game. Mm-hmm. However, Steinbrenner, I think they're pretty good. I, I think you know they, they they have a chance in that game. Oh,
3: absolutely. Yeah, they've got uh, they've got some guys out on the perimeter that. Uh, that can catch the ball and, and run with it, and so and, and they're at they're athletic on you know, on the defensive side. They got some active uh, linebackers that uh, that flow well and and uh, a great tacklers. So they're a good team, and uh, you know if uh, you know I could, I could see them. I, I don't necessarily anticipate it, but I could see them upsetting. You would
2: be shocked,
3: in other words. right?
2: Uh, Dominique Doctor Phillips, very very good team. We were able to go up there last year, get a win on the road, but they're good, aren't they?
4: Very good. That's one thing I'm really not looking forward to. That's why I hope Steinbrenner uh, yes. upsets them so we can stay home and get another home game. But if we go back to Dr. Phillips, we gotta expect, you know, the bad calls, you know, everything else that comes with that.
2: And at least we're experienced in going up there. Mm-hmm. It'll be one round sooner, and, and let me explain to everyone why that is. Because a lot of people have told me, well, why would we have to play Dr. Phillips on the road again? Because they redid everything. Right. It's brand new regions and districts and. All that stuff, and it just kind of happened that way, yep. unfortunately. Now, that's we're in Region 2, ladies and gentlemen. The bottom half of our region has Osceola from Kissimmee. Uh, they are uh, a very, very good team with one loss. Oh, yeah. uh, they will take on Treasure Coast. Treasure Coast, the surprise team, I think, of their district. They oh. were in the Vero Beach district. They're the runner-up. Vero Beach... Is undefeated on the year. We saw Vero last year. They will take on Gateway. I got to think if you project it out, it's going to be Vero against Kissimmee Osceola, uh, with, with of course Treasure Coast. You know, having a very good record.
3: Right. I, th- I think everybody was a little surprised by the Treasure Coast. Um, you know, Fort Pierce game. Um, I, I, we've seen Fort Pierce. And Vero kind of go back and forth as as district champ and runner up over the last few years, and, and then all of a sudden you see Treasure Coast kind of sneak in there. Everybody's a little bit a little bit surprised, but uh, good football team. And uh, it'll be interesting how that 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 area of the bracket plays out.
2: All right, let's get to our trivia question, and then we'll kind of get back to the bracket because I do want to talk a little bit about the lower half of the bracket. Our trivia question tonight is simple: 1985. We were. Of course, uh, celebrating the 85 team we did a a couple of weeks ago at the stadium. And it's their anniversary. We do it with all the state championship teams. And that was the second state championship team of the 80s. And that was just a magical night when they won the state championship. And I, I, I don't think I gave this away. We played a team from a town, and Southeast played a team from the same town that night both here in Bradenton, both for state championships. It was incredible. I want to know who Manatee played that night, and I also want to know who Southeast played that night. Now, it's going to take an old-timer to get this, right, John, because you were – how old were you?
3: I was uh, three.
2: Three? So you were at the game in your diapers yeah. running around. Yeah, <laughs> Dominique? Three. Four. Three, okay, all right. <laughs> so you guys don't have a real good recollection of that night. But you've heard stories about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was back when you played the state championship – at the home stadium. Yeah. And uh, that, that was kind of cool. It, it won't ever happen again. You'll And you'll never have two teams. Obviously, you won't because it will not ha- never happen with one team. But we had two teams from the same city playing two teams from the other city. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. unbelievable. And, and that's all I need to know, who the two teams from the other city. Or even just give me the city. You know, what the heck? Just tell me the city. And there was a very special player playing that night, too, here in Bradenton, who went on and... Uh, one of the most famous football players of all time. For bonus, you could tell me who that is. Now let's get back to the brackets because uh, I think it's interesting. Last year, John, after Apopka beat us in the state semifinals, I think most people felt that they would go ahead and win it, and they did. Uh, and, And I think this year they're probably the favorite on paper to just repeat just simply because they're the defending state champs. Even though they graduated a ton of people
3: right I think that's kind of the way everybody looks at it i mean it's eight a is it's a tough uh, classification There's a lot of good football teams and so to, to probably just pick somebody would be tough and I think it's easier just to kind of default them as the uh, the favorite but uh, um, I think uh, the manatee the manatee group would uh, beg to differ about that
2: yeah that's a extremely strong region or in region two now if you go uh up to uh Region 1, it's a good region. You've got uh, Mandarin playing university. There's two university schools. This is the university from Orange City. Uh, Mandarin is the uh, undefeated team, and they're the district champ. Then the winner of that will play Lake Brantley out of the Orlando area against Jacksonville-Sandalwood. And then in the lower half, you've got Apopka playing Timber Creek. Then the winner playing West Orange or Boone. West Orange is a good football team, too. And uh, they could very well be playing a Popka, and that would be a huge game over there. Yes, it would. Now, in the South, uh, I really don't know that much about the South other than the records of the teams, but we'll just quickly run it down. You've got Gardens playing Boca Raton. You've got Delray Beach Atlantic playing Wellington. Listen, I I go way back with Delray Beach because I played against those guys way, way back. Um, And they've been around a long time, and – they're undefeated this year. Then you've got Deerfield Beach. I believe Deerfield may have beaten St. Thomas. Correct. That's I so want say, yep. yeah. So, obviously, uh, they're a very good football team. They'll play Plantation. Plantation is a runner-up. And then Flanagan will play Piper. I keep hearing good things about Flanagan this year, that yep. they're pretty darn good. Then you've got American out of Miami. These are all Miami teams playing Columbus. Coral Gables undefeated. They're strong. They'll play Hialeah. So uh, you project it out, and you've got uh, Columbus being a runner-up. They're pretty good also. Yep. They may be able to knock off American in that uh, top half. And then in the bottom half, you've got uh, Balin Jesuit playing Southridge. Southridge, not what they used to be. And then you've got South Dade playing Southwest Miami. South Dade, very good. Mm-hmm. So I – I, I just don't know what to expect down there. But yeah, I guess sir. we don't really have to worry about it, do we? Nope. we got to so, take care of Oak Ridge. <laughs> until the state. Now, getting back to our game, uh, Oak Ridge will come in here. you, you, you got to like – that's what happens when you win the district. you got to like being at home, John.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's what – you know, uh, when, we, when we talk uh, in our preseason meetings with our kids, I mean, our, our goal number one is win the district because that's going to give you the best opportunity uh, to make a run in the postseason. And so – Um, You know, to to be able to host the first round, uh, we're excited about it. It's always nice to not have to get on a bus and travel a couple hours to go somewhere and, and, uh, you know, be be within our home home crowd.
2: Dominic, what's that mean, uh, the players that uh, you coach being at home? I mean, it just, you get into a ritual at home, and it's just nice. Yeah,
4: I mean, starting from, you know, the pregame speeches, the warm-ups, you know, um, it's easy to get pumped up with your home crowd versus, you know, someone else's crowd that's actually not cheering for you.
2: Yeah, and, and I think um, one thing is you know the next game will probably be on the road. But, John, we've been on the road a lot. Yep. You, you know, you like being at home, but you're prepared because you've taken some trips this year.
3: Well, yeah, and that's, and that's you know, we when we start to schedule, one of the things you want to schedule is, is difficult opponents to, to prepare you for your district games. But also if we can get some on the road – uh, traveling up to, to Birmingham uh, was, a, was a, obviously a long road, road game for us. But, uh, you know, you put your kids in an environment that's different um, and, and, and sometimes it's pretty hostile and, and, and you're having to deal with the crowd noise and, and just things that are uncomfortable. And, and uh, if you want to you know, go far in the postseason, you're going to have to win on the road and shoot the, the state championships on the road. And so you're going to have to be able to execute and, and play at a high level uh, when when it, the circumstances aren't comfortable.
2: Who did we – we had played uh, – Do we play Fort Pierce the first round last year? I believe. And then we played Vero in the second round. Is that how it went? I think so, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, I, I don't see it a whole lot different uh, this year. I mean, there's just strong teams from the get-go. It used yep. to be, you know, back in the day, we would have first-round opponents that eh, you, you kind of knew going in. Uh, okay, yeah, we, we should be able to handle this mm-hmm. team. With the region we're in, that's just not the case anymore.
3: No, it's not, and um, you know that, that's kind of what we've, we what we've been saying is is uh, as we prepare this week, everything we do has to be perfect. We have to we have to prepare perfect. We have to execute perfect. Our attitude ha- has to match our intensity. Has to match our enthusiasm. Uh, this is going to be a bright house game of the week, so there's going to be oh, we that. Even added. talked about that. yeah it's going to be that added uh, excitement to it, um, you know. And they're coming in; they're they're fired up about you know being being here and and, and obviously being game of the week as well. And so, um, you know, there's all that added dimension. So everything that goes into it, you know, it, it it's all great and it's all fun, but it all boils down to how we prepare and how we execute Friday night.
2: I, I wanted to throw one more thing. We only got a couple of minutes. We haven't talked about it. KP talked about it a little bit. The swinging gate yep. used a lot against Southeast.
3: Well, we, we haven't had a whole lot of opportunities to, uh, to really work on it outside of practice. So we wanted to get, uh, you know, some live reps at it. Get it on film um, and, and just see how it how it goes. Because there's a lot of different looks, and we still have some more looks that we we haven't shown. Um, you know, during a, during a live fire on a game, so uh, it was a way to get some some of that. And, 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 and again, this southeast game was was a dress rehearsal for us, so we wanted to make sure that we were able to to get that on film and and uh, see how it looks.
2: You know, uh, if you we have a really good kicker, but if you don't have a great kicker, I'm almost a proponent to try that. Mm-hmm. You know, because look, if you get if you get like a couple of two point, you're way ahead of the game. Right. I was looking up at mm-hmm. the scoreboard; we were way ahead. We could have failed twice, right? You know, and and, and, and and so it. And I think football is kind of evolving a little bit. It goes along the line of going forward on fourth down too, because you do have fourth yeah. four yeah. downs. Yeah. You know, and and I see some coaches, not only high school but college mainly, are yeah. starting to go that direction.
3: Well, and you know, it's they're, they're, it's points, and so you know, are we able to get? you know, the maximum points that we, you know, are able to. And, uh, you know, again, it's not something that we've done consistently throughout the season, but something that we, we wanted to get some, some looks at uh, Friday night.
2: Hey, good luck Friday night, guys. Thank, thank you. you. All right, that'll do it for Hurricane Hotline. I want to thank everyone involved in tonight's broadcast. Gene Brown here asking all the questions. Ace Andrews doing a great job back at the studio. For Dominique Dunbar, John Booth, our players of the game, Matt Mackey and KB as KP Price. This is Dave Bristow. Until Friday night, so long, everyone.
5: I spend my days helping others. It's rewarding, just not always financially. So I got TIAA-CREF. They were founded to help people like me meet our financial goals. They've got so many industry accolades, it's unreal. I like taking care of people. Sometimes that even includes myself.
7: Intelligent investing for the long term. Just what you'd expect from a company that's created to serve and built to perform. Visit TIAA.org. TIAA-CREF Individual and Institutional Services, LLC. This testimonial is an act of portrayal. Investing involves risk. Individual
1: results will vary. I just sneaked into my kids' rooms and took temperatures while they're sleeping, thanks to my Exergen thermometer. All I did was swipe their foreheads for a few seconds. It didn't even wake them up. My sister, the nurse, told us about the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer, and it's the best. Real value for the money and truly a lifesaver. Now I don't have to deal with ears or rears, if you know what I mean. I'm Dr. Frank Pompei, founder of Exergen. Thousands of hospitals and clinics rely on temporal scanners. I'm confident you will, too. The Exergen Temporal Scanner. Pick one up at Costco and other fine retailers, or visit us at exergen.com.